This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Clayton. How are you today? I'm I'm pretty good. How about you? I you know I'm good. I got to get up earlier than I wanted to, but I got went to bed earlier than usual, so oh, it was fine. Good. I had to go let the uh, drywall hangers into the uh, new building. They're hanging drywall. Hooray! On, on the on the ceiling. So yes, yes, which is great. Yeah, I like seeing visible progress. So yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So today we're gonna just. Shoot from the hip. We got a just a broad topic called the fitness industry, uh, and it is a, very much an industry. And I just we'll we'll see this where this conversation takes us. Mm-hmm. I got no agenda. I just mm-hmm. want to try to. I, I think part of the reason why I wanted to have this conversation. I've had a lot of experiences lately where I didn't know what I didn't know, and then I I learned a lot, and. I know that there, because the fitness industry is so huge and there are so many pieces of it and a lot of it looks really slick and really polished, that doesn't mean it's all valuable and trustworthy and good <laughs> or correct. There's Anyway, there's a lot of issues within that. So I thought we'd talk about it and see, see, where, things, see where things go. All How right. does that sound? Okay. Okay. Cool. What are, so when I say the fitness industry, like when I told you, hey, we're going to talk about the fitness industry, what what uh, came to mind? Anything that has to do with sports, gyms, and weight loss. That's so a, that's anything. It's a, yeah. a big brush. It's a it's a very big big brush. Yeah. So that, I think that would probably uh, encapsulate. Uh, we've got nutrition stuff. Mm-hmm. We've got products mm-hmm. stuff cross those two things together and you've got like supplement stuff and then you've got all the the gyms all of them the different kinds of training methods Mm -hmm. the different individuals that feel like they have the special the special sauce and then everyone should follow their program and do their thing because they're yeah it's it just kind of keeps the rabbit hole just keeps on going yeah yeah so let's start with how do you have any idea how big the fitness industry is? Well, oh, you I, came prepared. She's, she's got a three by five <laughs> card here, everyone, and she's taking notes. Yeah. And uh, all right, perfect. Okay, this is updated as July fourth, twenty twenty three. An article that I found: the fitness industry is an eighty seven billion dollar industry worldwide. 87 billion with a B. Correct. In the U.S., just the U.S., 33.25 billion. 33.25. Again, billion. Billion. With a B. Yes. What? I mean, it comes to mind to me like with a giant pot of money that big, yeah. that there are a lot of people that are going to want a piece of that. Correct. And not all of them are going to like be reputable. They're going to actually have helping people as their motivation. Their mm-hmm. motivation is going to be, or here's here's a gimmick that I've, I can I can sell. I don't 
I didn't look and I have no idea, but I'm guessing there's been a lot of fitnessy gimmicks on that uh, Shark Tank show. Mm, mm-hmm. um, I've never watched the show, but I understand the, the premise. And there's, I mean, as seen on TV sorts of stuff, like all of that stuff is part of the fitness industry, but it really isn't helpful. And those, those things are pretty obviously helpful though. Correct. What are some like things that are less obvious? that are maybe not all that helpful. Um, Can you repeat the question? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So the, like the, as seen on TV, the very gimmicky sorts of things, like that's kind of like anyone with some common sense can be like, okay, this is just a money grab though. They, I say that because to me, I feel like I have common sense and it's obviously a money grab. But also if those things didn't sell, they wouldn't be selling them. So somebody's buying them as they're, they're looking for a quick fix. They're looking for an easy button. Like, oh, I just need this thing. And then like, oh, I'll, I can do this while I'm eating my breakfast. That's how yeah. I'm going to get fit. I'm giggling over here because I'm remembering some infomercials. Yeah. Because I'm old and I remember infomercials. Do you remember the shake weight? Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. And the belt that you can put on your abs that it would contract for oh, yeah. you. Yeah. 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 There's... Like some of the, like that stuff that you just slap on, go amongst your day and. Yeah. You yeah. can, you can do your shake weight yeah. in the car. Yeah. I think, um, so those things like we can kind of laugh at and we, I mean, in hindsight people can realize, that, oh yeah, these aren't really going to do anything, but people do buy them. Yeah. But there are things that are like, oh, this appears to be legit. This is something that feels like it's the right thing. And it really probably shouldn't be. I'm what I'm thinking of is fitness influencers. Oh, okay. So yeah. you got the whole social media like mm-hmm. side of this, where people make their money off of their following the the numbers of people that follow them on social media, and then promoting products and what they do, whether it's their own product, their own service, or somebody else's. I remember seeing somebody. I think that I don't remember if it was a YouTube channel or whatnot, but every day or every time she put out a video, she was like doing a different kind of workout, a different style of workout. Mm -hmm. So like if you're not, she's working out regularly, but not with any sort of consistency to the program. And she was young and looked fit and all of those things. But it was like, it's like kind of reminded me of Dr. Oz when every time he recommended a product, it was Mm. Like, this was the greatest thing I've ever done. This is the best thing ever. You should do this. And there's no possible way that any person could do all of those things. And some of those things actually contradicted other things. But you didn't, I don't know. It was was just remembered her her and her videos and just how kind of how silly that seemed. And yet millions of people follow this person and look to this person for advice. And uh, probably not going to be the best thing for you long term well and isn't that where because of social media we are just flooded with information Mm -hmm. and people can't determine what's right what's wrong yeah and that's when we see people getting so overwhelmed they don't know where even to start so -hmm. they don't yeah and that's one of the downfalls of that social media and this is actually something i saw over and over and over in some of these even just some of these statistical articles that i was reading is that there's so much information that people just don't know where to start yeah because it's so confusing Mm -hmm. 
It is um, because everyone wants a piece of that $33 billion. And the way that you do that is you've got to differentiate yourself. You've Mm -hmm. got to be unique. You got to, so people are coming up with weird gimmicks and the more and more people that there are in the industry, the more saturated it is, the more unique you have to be, the, the weirder and crazier those gimmicks are going to be in the, what the exercises are or what the nutrition program looks like. And there's nothing, there's no easy button. There's no, it's not, it's not rocket surgery. It's not, yeah, I know. Brain surgery, rock, rocket I like science. It. I like it. There's some basic fundamental things that if you do those consistently, those are the things that are going to move the needle for you. But that's what we say. That's yeah. what we do. Yeah. That's not a great way to make a name for yourself Mm -hmm. and to make a lot of money. It's telling people you have to do difficult things every day for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. And it may or may not get easier for you. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to buy that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like that's, that's not the, the sexy thing that gets sold on pitched on shark tank or sold on via social media influencer or anything like that. Right. But everything else falls into the opposite of that. We've got the whole the whole world of supplements. Yeah, where there are like maybe five that are helpful for increasing performance. There's some that show some benefit in the way of recovery, mm-hmm. but for the most part, there there's there's nothing to most of them. And that I mean that it, that sub industry in and of itself is huge, sure. huge. I'm sure it's in the billions. On its on its own, the amount of money people spend on supplements that are going to help hopefully help them feel good and do all these different things, help them lose weight and any other number of things, they're not scientifically proven to do any of that. No, Um, and the and the supplement industry isn't even regulated. No, there there are people there are some that are third party tested, but they have to volunteer to have their stuff third party tested so that it can say yes this is what's in it and we it's been verified that that's what's in it most most companies don't do that and they aren't required to because it's not a prescription drug it's not a medication it's a supplement so it's not regulated so they could say this is what's in it and it could be filled with sawdust and the only way that that would harm their businesses if it got word of mouth out that hey this company fills their stuff with sawdust and people stop buying it mm-hmm. so so it's the wild west the whole thing is the Wild West. It is. Yeah. And some, not everybody, but some yeah. people, some part of the industry too, they thrive on products, programs, mm-hmm. being failures so that then you can, oh, this one didn't work, so I'm going to turn my direction and go to another product or yeah. another component. Like you were saying, it's always seeking that easy fix. Mm-hmm. Something quick, simple. How can I get this done? to make the most progress in the quickest amount of time. Yeah. But you and I, as we've mentioned before, the simple stuff, it's not easy. Mm -mm. It's not sexy. And it's not quick either. But it takes time and energy. And that's not always what we are hoping for. We would love for it to, hey, I'd love to be able to deadlift twice my body weight Mm -hmm. in a week. Sounds great. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's not going to happen. No, generally not. No. Unless you're just really close there anyway. Yeah. But. <laughs> yeah. What, you're a, 
a relatively new coach trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing this for a year now? Uh, yeah, just over a year. Just over a year? Right. My memory's not great with dates, so it's not that it's not important to me. I just suck at remembering things. Mm-hmm. So so before you got into this and kind of you, the, the curtain has been pulled back a little bit, mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about what your perception of a coach or a trainer, a personal trainer, any like... What what did you think that meant? Well, initially, it was somebody that guided me through a workout class. I thought I was going to be getting someone to help me mm-hmm. with understanding components. But then some of them were just guides. Like, I'm just going to guide you through this workout not telling me what to do or how to fix movement patterns. It was just a, I'm going to read you this menu and we're going to move through this. Okay. So you said some of them, so they're not all the same. No. Then I had some other awesome people Mm -hmm. throughout my working out career that were dedicated, loving, Mm -hmm. checking in making sure my movement patterns were correct, making sure my nutrition was being met or attempting to, giving me information mm-hmm. that I could understand in a simple matter. Yeah. So not all coaches are the same. Not nope. all trainers are the same. No. I think I, I differentiate a coach and a trainer as kind of being even different, but some people call them a personal trainer. Yeah. I don't know the exact process, and I wish I did because then I could speak more intelligently about it, but there are some personal training certifications that you read books, you read a book, you study the book, book, book. I'm trying to remember what that's from. Read the book, lick the book. It's something Tom Green. Okay. <sighs> anyway, he's a comedian. I think he's Canadian. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it might be from. It might be from a animated cartoon series called clone high anyway okay um anyone familiar with clone high is going to love that reference if you are uh, not you're just going to think i'm crazy you probably already do okay so they read the books and they study the thing and then they take a test Mm -hmm. and then they are certified i'm using air quotes because i mean it is a certification but what does that certification actually mean Mm -hmm. it means they know what that book wanted them to know which is the minimum amount of information that you can like study and take a, take a test to become a personal trainer. And so that person, you could be going into a gym and hiring a personal trainer that that is the only experience they've ever had Mm -hmm. is just reading and taking a test. They've never actually worked with a person. So maybe they know based, based on what this book told me, if someone wants to get stronger legs, I need to have them do three sets of seven on this machine and like that sort of stuff. They could, I don't know because I haven't taken the test or studied for that, but that could be what they know. But they have no idea of actually how to communicate that with someone or, oh, hey, I've got a bad knee and I, how do I perform this? And they're going to be like, I have no idea. I've never worked with anyone before. Um, and they don't understand maybe the the movement patterns mm-hmm. and being creative and kind of getting people to work on those same patterns 
but doing so in a way that works around maybe an injury or something like that. Yeah. Contrast, not I mean, not to toot CrossFit's horn too much, but like if you to get your CrossFit level one, mm-hmm. it is only a weekend and people often poo-poo that, but it's a weekend that is hands-on. Mm-hmm. You are learning, you're drinking from a fire hose so in the way of information. Absolutely. Um, so you have to study tons but you also have to put hands on mm-hmm. and work with other individuals in that seminar and you have to have experience in giving cues and correcting movement and then you've got other professional coaches watching you do that and then helping you make changes to how you're how you're coaching and it i mean it is it's great. It's level one is can be life changing for mm-hmm. people, but it is like it is just the entry level to a thing as well. So yeah. even someone that is a level one coach that is just recently a level one coach is not necessarily going to be very qualified coach or trainer, but you don't know that. I guess what the point I'm trying to get to is you don't know what you're going to get just looking at the letters behind somebody's name. Correct. It does not mean that all of those people are the same, that right. they have the same experience, that they have the same temperament and personality to deal mm-hmm. and uh, work with with you. And and there are people that are really good at getting lots of letters and stuff behind their names and then are really horrible uh, at working with people or just really horrible people for that matter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but like that whole part of the fitness industry, like that, that's not necessarily marketing to the the end user the person doing the workouts the person hiring a coach but there's this internal industry of like hey you take our seminar do this thing get this stuff then uh, i mean i see it often as as a business owner there's this new program so this is how you should run your business this is how you should run your gym this is how you should coach your clients so that you can charge more money and that you can live this beautiful life and do do all the things but the things that they're going to end up telling you to do often are just more gimmicky things to try to convince people to come into your gym and, yeah. and like, and it's just, it's, it's everywhere. This, yes. this kind of sense of dishonesty, this trying to make things seem shinier and brighter and better than, than they really are. Anyway, I just, like I said, this is a, just a conversation. That was a lot of stuff. I just said they rambled a lot, but it's, it's all, it's all connected in my head. Well, yeah. Well, and, and you were just scratching the surface on trainers coaches what's the other word there's another word that i'm trying to think of instructor there's Mm, the other word yeah instructor too like like you said the letters can be different and like why did people become coaches like that's a huge thing too Mm -hmm. like what what's their why behind it and that can make a like maybe they don't have a ton maybe they're quote unquote just a level one but maybe mm-hmm. their passion is so high that yeah. that outweighs any level yeah. four. Yeah. It, it all depends. So you, you're right. You never know yeah. and someone, what you're going to get. Someone that's had their level one for eight years yeah. and been, you know, a working coach trying to improve all their skills mm-hmm. and whatnot. Like they could be a better coach than a yeah. CrossFit level four coach could yep. be. Um, but they just haven't bothered to chase the the letters and take the tests and stuff like that. That's totally fine. So it doesn't, yeah, those things don't guarantee much of anything. Mm -hmm. So, um, though it does allow them to carry insurance and be insured, which is probably a good idea. If you're looking, if you're looking for a a personal trainer, (laughs) make sure they have insurance. That's good. There was something else I was going to 
say now I, I lost my train of thought so don't wait for it don't wait for it no move on what, what about is there anything that like hits your craw like when you hear things out there that are just like hits you right in the gut oh. like a downfall that you feel just puts like negativity on the, we'll just put the industry in general there's one for me yeah i mean there's lots of things so um, go ahead and this does tie into social media too that you know there's so many things posted on there but how people are afraid to go into a gym because they feel like they're going to be fat shamed body shamed or we also hear i have to get more fit to come to crossfit or i have to get more fit to go to the gym mm-hmm. because people are so scared <laughs> to go into gyms because they feel like they're going to be body shamed fat shamed whatever that just chaps my fanny well and everything that they see on social media is of like no if if you just like a regular person and you're yes. promoting working out yes. people will be like oh, i don't want to look like a regular person yes so it's only the 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 most beautiful people mm-hmm. or i'll put that in, in air quotes mm-hmm. as well because mm-hmm. that's just the term my wife and i use you know the beautiful people yeah um that like flawless beautiful skin six-pack abs they yes. live the dream life of just kind of being on a different beach every day mm-hmm. like those are the influencers that that are out there and i mean if that's what you see mm-hmm. and then you maybe see some clips of them working out and you're like i can't do that yeah i i can't do that so yeah. i can't go to the gym mm-hmm. so all of those people are doing a disservice to 80 to 90 percent of the population correct yeah anyway continue that well, because I we hear that over and over and over again. And then I wish <laughs> we could show people what really happens. Like, come in and watch people yeah. working together, cheering each other on. Yeah. People crying during workouts, people laughing during workouts, people making mistakes. Like, yeah. again, it ain't sexy. It ain't pretty. It can be fun. Mm-hmm. But I hear that so much so much all the time i can't do that i have to get ready to do that no you're ready Mm -hmm. it's okay yeah we will i mean a good gym a good trainer a good coach will meet you where you're at no matter where you are at correct and that might mean we're starting you with walking you're gonna go on you're gonna come into the gym yeah and you're gonna go for a 30 minute walk Mm -hmm. and that's it for the day Mm -hmm. and you're gonna pay for that because you're and yes, you could go outside and walk on your own, but you're not walking on your own. So part of that is the accountability of here mm-hmm. you're showing up to meet a trainer that's mm-hmm. going to, all they're going to have you do is walk, but you need to do the thing. Mm-hmm. And this is part of the accountability of you doing the thing. And then as you progress, like you do, they will start to show more of their skills and, and stuff as a, as a trainer. But like that's just how, how it works. But yeah, you can, no prerequisites. No. no. Just show up. No. And it's, yes, it happens. Body shaming does happen at certain places. But those, to me, I feel are rare. Like, yes, you're going to capture them Mm -hmm. in the wild. There are just not nice people out there. Yeah. But there's also a lot of fabulous people Mm -hmm. out there, too, that and want to see that change in other people. So that's my my soapbox. Yeah, that's a good soapbox. It's a good thing. So a thing that I've seen a lot lately... There, there's just so many things, but are these 
things we're gonna we're gonna call them gyms. That's kind of what they how they present themselves as is like performance centers, mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's really like you go in there and they maybe have like a cryo chamber or some ice baths, a sauna, some red light therapy, mm-hmm. maybe some like an e-stim or some sort of like electrode thing they're going to hook you up to while you're pedaling slowly on a an air bike or something like that. And it's like, this is this is it. This is the thing. You just come in here and do all these things. This This whole industry of, which is part of the fitness industry, I think is this biohacking mm-hmm. like here's the the tick that i've done all these things and this is how i've figured out that these are the few things that you need to do to get the most bang for your time spent working on your fitness and it or your health and it's just this it's like a son it's like a spa is what it really yeah. kind of boils down to and i'm not saying that any of those things are not valuable I don't know. I, most of them ha- aren't scientifically proven. This is like an individual has tested them on themselves and been like, oh, this worked for me and I felt this way about a thing. And so they market that protocol as a thing and they sell lots of it or, or whatever. And they open a location and allow people to come do it. But again, it's not act the, it's not squatting. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not deadlifting. It's not doing the things that actually your body needs to live a long and healthy life exposing yourself to red light therapy might do something Mm -hmm. but it's not gonna help you get off the couch or off the toilet when you're 80 right right um so the the amount of people that like so here's here's my where my brain goes okay this business is running it's viable they're making money they're doing a thing that means there's people spending enough money in that business for it to stay mm-hmm. going the number of people that are that should be concerned with that level like that's like hey i've got all the rest of my life my fitness and health in order and i'm going to experiment with these other things just to like the top 0.1% of my improvement on my fitness this might help with some of that stuff the amount of people that live in that space where they are just trying to just eke out the last little bit of human performance is really really small Mm -hmm. so most people shouldn't be doing that i don't think there's probably enough people that live there that should be doing that to even keep that business afloat would be like where my brain goes i don't actually know the numbers i'd Anyway, but that's just kind of how, how I think through that. And like, but there's so many places where people could be going to learn how to, how to squat and how to deadlift and how to run properly, like Mm -hmm. working with a a good running coach or doing any number of things that will actually help them in the long term with their overall health and fitness and their quality of life for the rest of their life. And it just makes me like, that's the thing that really irks me is that like people are spending their money on these things that aren't what they should be spending their money on. Yeah. And I mean, it all, it all costs money. People have to work and they have to make a living and like, that's just how our economy works. And that that's fine. But the choices that it seems like way too many people are making are just based on gimmicks, on sexiness, on the easy button desires, like that sort of stuff. Right. <clears throat> and it makes me like, and this is, where I, I mean, the connected part of that is that our gym is a gym. Yeah. I am a coach. You are a coach. We yeah. are a part. We are a cog 
worked somewhat in yeah. the wheel of yeah. this fitness industry. We cannot separate our separate. That's a lot of. That was, a, that was a weird pronunciation of separate. Separate ourselves from the industry. And as I'm, I'm like, we're part, we're in it. We're part mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But we are not that. Mm-hmm. And to see other businesses like ours that are like, how do we get people to want to do yeah. the the hard thing every day rather than go sit in a in a sauna with some red light? Yes. Not that there's anything wrong with no. that. It's just no, like no, no, what no. The, what you're trying to achieve with it is misguided maybe well and i'm like gripping the chair tighter, i see that your body your body changed because like language was changing because then then you know a lot of this goes down i'm gonna go down another rabbit hole we're gonna add the beauty industry and the diet industry into mm, yeah. this as well that probably is fed in not even probably it is fed into the fitness industry mm-hmm. that in our society thin is what people are focusing for. Mm-hmm. And some of those components are always focusing on weight. And we can go back to one of our first podcasts talking about how there's so much more than what yeah. weight is on the scale. However, that is such a driven force in medical, beauty, diet, fitness, mm-hmm. that these components all start to hone in on one thing and when that work becomes too hard that's when we don't see people yeah and that's we want we don't care of course we care but with the caveat we don't care what your weight is coming into the gym for you to do basic moving that bar for norm Mm -hmm. so that we can have better moving and a better life but it gets sucked into that I'm not thin enough, I'm not good enough, so I can't go to a gym. Yeah. And that is not it at all. No. But it's thrown at our faces every time we open a phone or the, turn the TV on, whatever it is, what are some of the main focuses on? It's just yeah. looks, mm-hmm. weight, and all those proponents that that's not what makes you a person. No. And we want you to be healthy. We yeah. want you to be moving, getting up when you're 80. Yeah. But no matter how much you weigh, if you're not able to move, and now we're going back into like, why do we do this? So yeah. that we can live good long lives. But if that's what's thrown at us all the time, mm-hmm. it's so frustrating because we are in that cogwheel and we want yeah. people to come in to move and get off the floor when they're 80. Yeah. Yeah, we do. It's It's a really difficult place to be. I don't want to go like too much about our businesses specifically and you know, the struggles that yeah. we that we yeah. have of just like he, we are different in how we think about all these things and how we approach it and and how when everyone else is hopping up and down creating the shiny sparkly new thing that they and yelling about it we're just over here in the doing the same thing day in day out just mm-hmm. trying to get our workouts in trying to make good nutritional choices trying to get some sleep drink some water build good relationships. Yeah. Like the things that really improve the quality of, of our life and not just make us look a certain way or mm-hmm. make us um, feel like we are part of the in crowd following the current trend yeah. or anything like that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's tough trying yeah. to try, trying to be different in that way in like, no, it, this, this will get you the results, but it will, 
it's going to require work. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but then there's, I've, I've seen other gyms, other people that have say that same sort of thing in, in the industry, but they say it in like, like it is a badge of courage, how hard they work. And they're really kind of, they yell about how hard they work. And so they, you know, they're marketing themselves to like a little bit more of a hardcore mm. kind of fitness audience yeah. and like, no, this is just regular people coming in and doing things that they don't want to do because working out is hard and mm-hmm. eating properly is hard and yep. going to bed on time is hard and yeah, just doing the hard thing mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think there was, while you were saying that, I, that we, that we don't care, but we do care. Yes. Yeah. I was reminded, I, and I saw it again this morning. It was a clip from Ted Lasso. And um, I'm going to see if I can get this out. Cause if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you can find it on YouTube or something, but, and it's, it's, it's great in the, in the show. So it's going to be better than me trying to explain it, but I'm going to explain it. So one of the characters on the, on the show is a, comes out as, as gay. And, but he's been like hiding that for his entire life. Mm -hmm. And one of the other, like he comes out to his team and he's a a soccer team. If you haven't seen the show and the, one of the other players, Oh dude, that's fine. It's great. We don't care. And the coach Ted Lasso is like, we don't care, but, but we do care. And he tells a story about this friend that was a, in high school that was like a, Denver Broncos fan and the Denver Broncos had two Super Bowls in a row that they went to and nobody else is a Denver Broncos fan. He still liked this kid. He's still his good friend because they're still friends. But he's like, I don't care that you're a Denver Broncos fan, but his friend spent those two Super Bowls sitting alone watching the Denver Broncos. Yeah. It's like, I didn't care that my friend was a Denver Broncos fan, but I should have cared. Yeah. I cared enough to be there to support my friend. Yeah. And so that, I think that's kind of what you're saying is that we don't care what level of fitness you're at. We don't care what you want to do with what your goals are. Like we don't care about those things, but we do care about you and we will be here to support you. And we're not just going to let you fly under the radar and, and we won't make you go through the hard work of making those changes alone. Mm -hmm. And anyway, it was, it was good. It's it's a I mean it's a great show if you haven't watched yeah, Ted Lasso yeah. but but it was yeah I was just re- reminded of that as as you were telling that I'm like this fits exactly like what Jenny yeah, like Jenny saying anyway I don't know like I didn't have an agenda I just wanted to talk about hey yeah. this is this fitness thing is like there are there are bad actors mm-hmm. there are good actors mm-hmm. trying to navigate all of that can be challenging if it seems like it's too good to be true if it seems like it's going to be an easy an easy button thing it probably is find yourself a coach or find a a program that is just consistent and doing the same thing over and over again is like that's really what it what it takes and if everyone was doing that the fitness industry would not be as big as it It would. I mean, yeah, like it's yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, that's no, that's good. Cool. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. As always, if you have any comments, please send them in, leave them. I guess you have to email those. If you have a review, please review the podcast on any of the platforms in which you can leave reviews. Cause we would love 
more people to find us. Hopefully we're helpful. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.